extend the poetry reading and I will work that out with her. There it is. When you hear the trippy music, you know what time it is. Oh yeah, it's two o'clock on a Wednesday. And it's time for the magic and wonderment. We talk about our hearts and what we believe in. And some call me Tim. Not bad this week. Not great, but not bad. All right, it's Some Call Me Tim. We are still in the Zoom room for the Glasgow Fringe Lit Fest with Andy and Aaron. Andy Topol and Aaron Gannon put this together. It's been amazing. So we're coming back with a third act here during the, if you've been listening since high me, it's been a lot of fun. I got to read some poems. It was really great. Um, and everyone's been amazing. Really great poets from all over the world. Um, I'm just so excited that art is thriving in these COVID times. So while we're waiting for that Zoom room to spice back up, I'm going to play some death grips because I like them. <laughs> Last night, my buddy, my buddy Warhol Kaufman was getting on my butt about it. He was like. Why are we listening to that music? And I, he's like, this is stressing me out. And I'm like, I love the Death Grips. I'm sorry. I think that they're amazing. Uh, this is the full mixtape of ex-military. It's all the way out of, I think, like 2010. He come to me with money in his hand. He offered me. I didn't ask him. I wasn't knocking someone's door down. I was running from that. When I got out, I was in that. I was already through that. I had that. I had the studio. I went to the studio, went to Fox Studios, I had it all, and I looked at it, and I said, this is a bigger jail than I just got out of. I don't want to take my time going to work. I got a motorcycle and a sleeping bag, and 10 or 15 girls, what the hell I want to go off into and, and go to work for? Work for what? Money? I got all the money in the world. I'm a king, man. I run the underworld, guy. I decide who's does what and where they do it at. What am I going to run around and act like I'm some teeny bopper somewhere for somebody else's money? I make the money, man. I roll the nickels. The game is mine. I deal the card. Yeah. 
way to make me shine is a testament to other ways that the blind will never get. Ship or shake, but my disrespect, dismiss this life, worship death. Cold blood night of serpents, breath exhale like smells from the endless nest in the bottomless well of emptiness. Channel to evoke what we represent. Secret order, elitist sword of creeping fire.
All right, you've been listening to The Death Grips, which I enjoyed very much. And you should look them up on YouTube because they're amazing. And they're, I don't know, out of England or whatever, I think. I'm just guessing. But we're, hey, we're back. This isn't Some Call Me Tim like per usual. Uh, It is Some Call Me Tim, but we're streaming, zooming the uh, third act of the... Edinburgh, not Edinburgh. I keep saying Edinburgh. It's Glasgow. Not all Scotland is the same place, Pam. I'm like racist against Scottish people. Now. I'm kidding. Oof. Here we are. Some call me Tim. Poetry, yay. It's amazing. Let's get back into this Zoom room with all the poets. Here we go. Stuff's falling off the shelves. Is that another candle there? Fuck off. No, that was just like a... Like a I don't know, a load of stuff fell off the top of there. <laughs> You're all live again. It's real. It's so is cool. Anybody- cool. What are we doing now? Oh, sorry. Um, Sammy. Sammy's up first. Yeah, cool. <sighs> so, does anyone know what the um, alphabet aerobics is? Yes, maybe no. you called me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a rap. Um, it's an abecedarian rap, which is Every line, uh, all the words start with the same letter. So all the all the first line starts with A, second line starts with B. I wrote a love poem in that format, and I finished editing it yesterday. I wrote it last year, but didn't like it, so I've been editing it for about a year, and I literally finished doing it yesterday. So um, I've not practiced this at all. So um, apologies if I fuck this up, but I'm gonna fuck this up. Yeah, we got you. Anyway, this is the alliteration of affection. All of my attention is affixed to an angel, alleviating awkwardness and abashedly acclimated to airy effervescence. But before I bore you with the basic banalities of breaking boundaries of brilliance, I have a bone to break. I see cleverness compounded, closeness compounded, compassion completely coated in cheerful, charming character. Dazzling daring, dabbling in dainty 
<laughs> dabbling in daintily decadent debauchery to devastate disarmed dandies in broad daylight. Easily engaged, endearing enigmatic existential excellence to ease each eager eclectic emotional effort. You favor the fortunate frequent feeling of fearless flexibility, fiercely focusing on the fun, firm, fervor to fully feature finally, gentlemen. Generally generate giant gaps in generosity, but they hesitate when you highlight that the handsomeness hardly hides the habit of hammering down honest hopefuls with haste. In this instance, ignore his iridescent intellect in favor of investing in international interpersonal interlocking initiatives and impress the importance of improvement. Just to jet the jealous jumps of jurisdiction, enjoy jamming of the jaws of jaded geriatric predilection. I'm keen to keep your kindness king and kneel before your knowledge, locking luscious looks to lips and locking legs and limbs with longing. Many merry mer <sighs> this is the worst one. Many merry moonlit marital moments might matter. Never any never any negativity that's not nullified in no time. Omnipotent optimism is overwhelmingly obliges. A paragon of peaceful patience and personality. Quickly quadrupling quirky queen-like qualities, radiant irrefutable reverence reserved for royalty reverted, stunning sights and saturation of safety with a side of spectacular supporting. Tyler's tolerance, at a tad of tasteful tact, tantamount for tantamount to terrific temperance. Unimpeded oh, fuck. <laughs> Unimpeded, ubiquitous understanding, and uninterruptible and daunting uniqueness. Vanish vanity vanishes, vaporized and vehement vitriolic visage, wholesome, well balanced, wondrous and warm. The dedocial genialities are ephorbic and not xenophobic. You're around yourself, yummy, and yet zeroing in on your zealous sense of wonder and awe at the alliteration of affection. Thank you, that was a fucking train wreck. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can talk fast. No, that was fucking awesome. I love that shit. Thank you. Like, Whew. I don't know, like, I think if. I don't know. I, I, I think if when you nail that, that's going to be amazing. And I, I'll talk. I'll talk to you after this. I would. I thought I'd fuck up on almost every line, but that actually. Nah, happens. nah. Like, nah. That was good. I love that. It's an interesting concept as well. Like to do a poem like that as well. That's different. Thank you. Um, says is up next. Hello, I'm now, I've now lost my poem on Facebook. I'm finding it again. Uh, but as I'm finding it, this was a poem that I wrote after I had about five different conversations with people where I cared about a thing, um, different things in each case. And I was told that, how can, how can I be worrying about this with, with, what, with everything that's going on? How can I be, how can I be complaining about uh, the GIC messing up my appointment when there's covid going on and there's people with cancer how could you possibly so this is a poem dedicated to everyone who has used this particular logical fallacy in lockdown the thing that you are thinking about is not an important thing if you think about this thing you must not care about that thing what if that thing is baby seals with cancer don't you care about the baby seals with cancer and the coronavirus, obviously. You're allowed to care about the coronavirus. But in these times, in these unprecedented times, you can't care about the coronavirus and the baby seals with cancer and your thing. So obviously, you, caring about other things, don't care about the coronavirus or the baby seals with cancer. You bastard. 
<laughs> Feel better now. <laughs> Paul, do you want to go next? Yeah, go on. Right. So I've written two very short poems, right? But these are the only two poems I've ever written, except when I was at school, right? So one oh. I wrote one I wrote last Monday and the other one I wrote fourteen years ago, right? So Do it. Um, okay, right. So I've never read this out before. I've never read any of them out before. So, um, not in public, right. So the first one's called Blue Star. My star shines brightly, but she's always blue. Nothing makes her happy, my words or things I do. I know that she's trouble, because her points burst my bubble. And although I'm close to crying, I'll just keep on trying to make my blue star know that all she has to do is glow. Okay, so <laughs> you can probably guess what that's about, but uh, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm in Newcastle, just like Andy, and, and Blue Star is 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 quite a big thing, you know. So stars and Blue Star. Yeah. As long as you don't support Sunderland, it's fine. No. <laughs> so this other one's um, it's a little bit rude, but it's fun. We love rude. Okay, so this one's called Cherry Juice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get ready. Okay. <laughs> Cherry Juice, you are so sweet. I love your body. I love your feet. Let's cuddle up and get on down. We'll stay at home or hit the town. Soft and juicy, light and wet. I'm so happy since we met. Stay with me until the end. Cherry Juice. <laughs> Blend. <laughs> Yeah. Love it. Here we go. <laughs> Get <Thank> in. <laughs> That's class. <laughs> right, if anybody else wants to do anything, put your hand up now. I have one more. Yeah. Aaron? I got stuff. I have to look for okay. it. So, yeah, Aaron, go for it. a couple times um that's a neighborhood in san francisco that it's difficult to explain to anybody who hasn't been there and a lot of people think that you're being hyperbolic when you say that there's really no way to like it um suffice it to say it is sort of like a circle of hell really but in kind of a good way it's like a lot of a lot of homeless people, a lot of junkies. I lived there for the better part of 24 years, and I saw people shooting up in heroin freeze, shitting on the street, like Pam said in her poem, Thor. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's a trip. Uh, my actually, weirdly, my, my mom had to go there when my husband killed himself in 2015. And I was in Chicago. I had left him. And we had to go back because we were still married. And I had to take, because we were still married, I was responsible for going back and dealing with the body and all that crap. And my mom came with me, even though I didn't really want her to go with, but she's that type of lady. And so when we got off in the downtown San Francisco in the, in the public transportation system, the subway, I was like, keep your head up. Don't look up. Don't look down. Look straight ahead and stick near me. And she was like, I can take care of myself because we're from Chicago, right? So she thinks, like, Chicago, like, you know, and there's an Italian. She's half Italian. So, like, and I was like, no, 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 like, no, stick near me. I know these people. I only left a year ago. Like, don't worry about it. But she was so traumatized that she started to actually see a shrink when she got back from there. It's just like, sad. But so, um, my favorite bar, I don't know about you, Pam. I know you like the Geary Club, but my favorite bar was called the Brown Jug. And <laughs> so, um, here's, so I started writing a series of uh, haikus about the Tenderloin. And then I kind of <laughs> started turning them into a whole thing about the Brown Jug because I hung out there while my marriage was disintegrating. Um, it was based, uh, I lived three doors down from the bar, and so I hung out there a lot instead of being at home. Um, so I'm going to start reading from the Brown Jug. So it's called The Brown Jug, 1941 to 2016. That's right, I said it. The heart of the tenderloin is closed. Cry, cry, cry. That beer is for tears. Let them fall with honor, friend. For the dead, it ends. With closed shutters and that nasty government sign. What does that shit say? Can't stop to read it. Can't stop shake shaking at it. Find another bar. The hammer came down. And now we don't know where to find Jojo. Whack. I'm not too good for this, obviously. <laughs> First, there was Charles, dressed in his tennis pastels. What a legend. Sephardic Jew, proclaiming secret royalty, flying us with booze. Byzantine accounts, New York, high finance, hijinks, SF swingers clubs, possible porn shoots, and Christine Lagarde's pussy. Could he have a go? Settlers get the land, pioneers get the arrows. Charles just lost his teeth. That's the bad guy poem. Uh, Next one is. This one is called The Tenderloin, A Blessing and a Curse. Wait, no, I read this before, so I'm not going to do it again. Sorry. <laughs> what is it? Well, should I, now that I've read the title, should I? I'm sorry. Yeah, do it. Do it. Switch to vodka, so. All right. A tenderloin, a blessing and a curse. It is fine for me to roll down Ellis singing King Hell, 4 a.m., but you, dear crack whore, screaming off your head, bitch, 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 bitch. I heard someone say, shut the hell up, finally. Someone from New York? Like an unwound top, 
I imagined you spitting under the street light. I don't shut up, bitch. You shut up. You shut up. You screamed your name incoherently. I aimed a bottle squarely at your vapor trail. Your pimp calmed you down. You're wrong, baby. You're wrong. Good. It's 4 a.m. and there's nothing I hate more than a conversation that goes in circles. <laughs> They're like, Ram can attest. That is absolutely something that would ha that happens in the tender life. It's always 4:30. Always 4:30 too. That's witching hour. At least 4:30. Um, I'll do, I'll do the comedy rule of three, so I'll do one more. And this one is three death. Hold on a minute. Just do this one time. I'm spelling everything wrong in my switch. No. Here, three dead pigeons at my motorcycle's wheels. What is voodoo? One, two, three headless birds lay. A bloodied message. Perhaps I've angered that crack whore again. My face and effrontery to her grieving feet. Hopeless envy. One, two, three, many hairy plots play in my mind. Who, why? Captured, beheaded, stumped necks. Heads clap, snapped clean off them. I stepped on a wing, mounting. Silver fingers worried the base of my skull. Where in this hellhole is she who is selling spells involving murder? Death wishes surely, sidewalks animate themselves, colors boldening, yet magic does this, knife blade assed reality. Put your fur boots on! Look behind every window, she is watching you, planning more trinkets. Has war been declared? These tenderloin denizens hide my enemy. What is this voodoo? Must have pissed off one, two, three, Lord knows. Four dead birds. I know, really. There, there are. I the learned later there was a. I learned later there was a hawk living on top of my building. On so that's why the, the the pigeons were like the heads were snapped clean off is because there was a hawk on the top of the building. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> makes makes sense. There's two. There's 200 tents right now in front of the uh, library. There's like 200 tents. They're just living there. There's every no, street, every street, Ellis, Leavenworth. Every single one of them is just tents, tents, tents. Like you can't. Like, even when you're walking, you can't like maintain six feet because there's there's nowhere to walk. There's a tent and there's people just living outside. The tenderloin was always really horrible. You have any empathy at all like you really learn after you live there you learn how to turn it off because you're constantly stepping over people who yeah. are like have gangrene like and there's you can't help everyone Open like sores, you just yeah. walk and if you were to give a dollar to everybody who asked you for money walking down the hill to get to the subway you would be out like 150 dollars yeah it's like an absolutely nightmare but there's kind of nothing like it it's like a war zone kind of so, and like, I mean, I, I, I have friends from all over the world who've come to visit me or have been there and they, and they say they, that absolutely no place in the world has this, like a homeless problem. Like San Francisco does, except maybe like, you know, like 
places in India. Like, just it's really bad. But this week, <laughs> well, right now there's every it's lawlessness right now. When I walk down this one street, I don't want to give it out because I don't want to shoot his game up. But they're selling huge. There's weed. There's just like a jar of weed like this big with a weed like three ounces of weed just on the street. They're just selling weed on the street. Huh, OK, it's covid like it, it, there's no rules anymore. So. I mean, I, like, what are you going to do? Like, if you're, a, I mean, there's a lot of junkies in that neighborhood. A junkie, and actually, there's a lot of junkies in my neighborhood here in Glasgow. <laughs> like, I mean, and as a junkie, you take your life in your hands every time you mix up if yep. you are in shooting. So, what do they care about? COVID? Not much. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the Tenderloin is probably like a petri dish <laughs> at this point. I mean, whatever. I, you know, I read this article the other day about like who's that mayor. Anyways, I don't want to get too, but like I'm sorry for hijacking. Like, but yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's really fucked up now and just. But of course, this whole thing was always going to expose, uh, this the, the horrors of late stage capitalism and like social Darwinism as an operating system, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's and the Tenderloin is probably one of those places that where everybody who's sunk to the bottom, that's where they are. And so it's it's obviously going to expose everybody. And I mean, but that's what COVID is doing, I feel like. So you wouldn't believe Anyways. the lines at the pawn shops on Fridays are around the block. And I'm not and everyone's standing six feet, but the lines at every pawn shop in San Francisco are insane. What? trying to give stuff away they're trying or... to sell it everybody's got to sell their stuff to try to get money no one's got any money no, so for fuck's sake. i know it's crazy it's I'm okay so glad I'm not i know more poetry <laughs> poetry Yay! Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all good fucking interesting like the biggest queue i've seen around here is for like halfords which is like a, a bike shop like bike everyone must have just yeah, like everyone was just getting into cycling. Because like the UK, I know that um, everybody sort of feels like the UK is following the, the states in terms of like the mean spiritedness of capitalism. But like, it's still so much further along in that, like the US is still so much further along in that mean ass bitch journey. Like that's still something and it's, I don't know about, but it's t- it seems to me, especially in Scotland, like there's, there's a sense of, I feel like there's like a real leftist undertow here where people still feel mm. like they take care of each other. But, yeah. Um, sorry to interrupt, but uh, Jules wants to read something. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go on, Jules. Hey, so I've never read anything I wrote before. And um, there's a reason why, because it's not really that good. And also, um, this is about a straight girl. I, that was straight. (laughs) (laughs) We all know where I'm going with this. Anyway, um, oh, what a lighting. Okay, anyway, so, your wrists sound like like magic, giggling fairies above, above your fingers, holding the love of the world, an angel upon earth, oh wow, a user, uh, user abusing of white stars to keep it up 
despite the fears. The darkness almost took you, but you, but you sang your fight. From feeding to sickness, you stand strong. Big lungs and whisper, you wrote to the ocean from your hotel room, begging for forgiveness. Freedom is far from where you, freedom is far when you are supposed a various storm curse your ability to spread forest fire in your soul. Never a liability, always only in a crowd. Nice. That's good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Jill. All right. Well done. Great. That was yeah. awesome. For a first time as well. Pop awesome. your cherry. Exactly. <laughs> and then that, I, I have a drawing I've made of Trump saying I'll curse him. Uh, Yay. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you pop your poetry cherry juice. Yeah, you're so Love it. Um, so I was wondering, um, Pam, you do stand-up comedy, right? I do. Yeah, yeah, that's my. So <laughs> instead of instead of putting you on the spot, maybe we could take five minutes, and then you could do a little bit of comedy for us. I I mean, if you want me to, that's great. I mean, you could put me on the spot. I'm always yeah. ready to do comedy. We don't need to stop anything. I can just do some jokes. Hey, no, seriously, on. I'm oh, yeah. I'm always down. Uh, I'll start out with a joke. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be sick. I'll start out with a joke for for Aaron. Uh, why can't Californians have guns? Because they're Here's always why. they're always triggered. <laughs> because they're always triggered these californians they're crazy words are crazy words are crazy out here you wouldn't you wouldn't That's believe awesome. it yeah. i've been a, i get all caught up in in language you know because I'm, I'm a i'm a poet like you guys and i i get i get real caught up in language and i i don't want to call myself a feminist you know but i i don't really have any other words to use i mean i'm a i'm a female i'm a person I'm a human. Uh, we're all people. And I, I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a people and girls have a vagina. Uh, <laughs> I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. <laughs> yeah, it's spelled with an I. Like, I am a feminist. Oh, rather call myself a cunt face. Come on, what else do I do, though, right? Like, all of these words. I have a woman from South when when you when you're when you're a kid and you're a woman, you know you when you first thing and you bleed you menstruate menstruate it's it's the one thing that you can literally never do and you put your name all over it <laughs> yes. when you have sex for the first time right what do you break your high men hi men hi i can have sex with all of you now hi hi <laughs> right and the one that i'm I'm really starting to get this one. I'm, I'm understanding. When you're older, you go through menopause. And now that I am older, men are certainly pausing on me. They're like, whoa, how old is she? What is going on over there? Whoa. The one prefix they give us, the one prefix, right? Herpes. You give us herpes? That's what we get. Herpes. Thanks, guys. Language is political. Knock, knock. Who's there? Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. It's like the precept of feminism. I think that's, I don't know. Yes. Right? A lot of women like burned bras and read books in the 70s so I can talk about my butthole on stage. <laughs> it's, it's, 
good. Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. I'm I'm old. It's uh, turned you off there with the butthole joke. Yeah. Uh, I I was a I was a, a poet like yourselves. I I got a I got a, a MFA in poetry. It was a really poor decision. Uh, it wasn't a bad decision. It was just a poor decision because I'm never gonna make any money ever. Ha ha. Uh, but I thought, oh, you know, what's one of the ways that I could make money? I could write lyrics for songs because lyricists make money. And uh, I thought I'd write lyrics for death metal because there's only like nine words in those songs anyway. So the first one is about things people like. Puppies, kittens, unicorns, lots of porn. People love porn <laughs> and end rhyme. It makes them feel complete. Uh, the second song has assonance or the rhyming of internal vowel sounds, and it goes like this. At dawn with chainsaws. Uh, for those of you that don't speak death metal, that's at dawn with chainsaws. It's about carving up bloated whales on an Alaskan beach at dawn. <laughs> So metal. <laughs> oh, it's the awesome. Uh, th the last song that I'll do for you guys, uh, my last little joke I'll close with. Uh, this is, I think it's going to be my big money maker. Uh, and it's called 23-Year-Old's Lament. I have the worst roommate. Knock, knock, knock on the door while I masturbate. Oh, mom. Why do I live with my mom? <laughs> Death growl. <laughs> Death, Death metal convention. Cool, thanks for letting me do jokes. That was great. Yay! That was awesome. Thanks. I always said that poetry and comedy are the same thing and that they're words crafted to elicit an emotional response. And poetry, it can elicit yes. any response. And comedy, we're like, well, let's just make them laugh. So... Same thing, though. Yay! Yay! Thank you, guys. Are there any more poems? What do you? Uh, what do you? What's going on? Or is this? Is this? Uh, is this the end? Do we say goodbye and everybody um, plug your stuff? Everybody plug one, your stuff. Two. May eighteenth, Sad Poets Doorstep Club. Come listen to us be sad together. Yay! <laughs> Aaron. I really want that giant yeah. brain. <laughs> Nobody want to read. Are we, are we doing this again, Erin? Oh, well, I mean, I'm down with that. I can use the University of Glasgow Zoom as long as the university is not teaching classes. So let's go. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, great. So next Wednesday. Fantastic. I'm, I'm down. And there's, uh, like I said, at, at Mutiny Radio, we have so much time. So... You can contact me on the Facebooks and the Messengers and, and anyone who was on this Zoom. Honestly, if you have a script you want to read or if you have a, a novel you're working on and you want – I mean, there's we can – there's so much time and we have access to a lot of actors that we've already been working with that are like – it's really easily Zoomable. And, but any ideas anyone has, you can contact me on Facebook. I'm Pam Benjamin. I look like myself. You'll know who I am. And, um, and just – Pitch whatever. I like I said, I've got the time. We could do some weird Dadaist surrealistic improv. I don't know, like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> True. 
Cool. Okay, well, That's so awesome. that does get official. Like, they, this is, you know, we're at a, we're at the stay-at-home fringe fest, lit fest productions. Um, on Sunday at 8 o'clock, London time, is it GST? Um, we are doing, Andy and I are hosting yet another event. It's the finale extravaganza for the stay-at-home fringe. So please RSVP, and also I believe that we still have slots. So if anybody wants to perform, ooh, yes. Andy, could you send me a message about that? I will. I will do. Definitely. Yeah. So that's like basically all the business I have to take care of. And yeah. great. Um, Thank you. Guys for coming. Great. Thank you all. Thank you. Really before Thank you for having us. Before before everyone goes, can I bore you with a poem? Yes. Of course. Um, yeah. So, not this, two seconds, because I, I need to show this. Uh, this turned up today. Um, Can't see it. <laughs> yeah, you <it> froze. <laughs> Have I froze? No, the camera not All right, cool. Anyway, it was a, um, it was like a sharks T-shirt. Some say sharks. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um. So anyway, um, so tonight has been like, can you? I don't know if it was the same for everyone else, but like, being in your early twenties or like late teens and just crowding around the house and just getting together, getting pissed, and just having a good time. Um, mm -hmm. that's what tonight has been like for me. Um, and this is this is a poem I wrote about basically that. Uh, it's called the Grove. And it's about, sorry, there's a, that t-shirt that I held up, I threw it on the floor and now a, a cat is having its way with it. It's going to be full of hair. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> yes. So um, this is called The Grove. Nobody stayed there. Of course, the house belonged to someone or it once did. It never looked lived in, though at the same time, it almost looked a little too lived in. We'd all convene there on those standard mid-twenties Friday nights, drink beer and wine and absinthe once. That one was my fault, though it was a hell of a night, as was often the case. Good times were had, it was almost always a bed on offer, an empty one too often for my liking, in those days at least. But I digress. Most nights spent there, I'd send myself to sleep, counting the cracks on the ceiling or the cobwebs on the blades of the broken fan. Nobody stayed there, but it was home. Thanks. Great. Really great with the clothes. Cool. Well, thanks. This everybody. night's been crazy. Like I, I've I've loved this. This has been amazing. It's so much fun. So much fun. We'll do another one soon. Thanks for joining us on Mutiny Radio. I'll get everybody the links super soon. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Go, 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 go.
Hey, that was a lot of fun. That was the Lit Fringe Fest that's being there indoors in Scotland, in Glasgow, Scotland. And it was great to be a part of it here at Mutiny Radio. I'm so glad that I got to read. I can't believe they let me do jokes. Oh, my God, I get so much stage time. Today has been a magical day. I am joined right now by Paolo, used to be of Here and Meow, used to be of, Hi. used to be of, what were the other? You had many different great show names. Oh, yeah. I kind of went through a trial period just to test out the water. So. Yeah. I, lo- I'm I now love baptized. all your ideas. Yeah. So we're gonna, you're going to be starting a new show. Excited about that. I had a magical, magical day and morning. Like, I left my house, and I, as I always do, I walk. I walk here. And usually I go with the sunshine. Usually I walk on the street with the sunshine, and I try to stay in the sun. But today, I've just followed the lights. Whatever the lights told me, I went. I just went with the light no matter what. And I ran into a friend, like I was walking down this one street and all of a sudden this one person I know that I'm very good friends with is like, hey! and it was weird because it's a huge city and it's the middle of, the, and how is it possible that the, and I kind of wanted to run into him too, but I wasn't trying in any way. I didn't even know he was in the city today. And I was like, oh, oh today's a good day for me. Like the world is on my side today. And then with this whole poetry reading with all of these people in uh, Scotland and Canada, and one of them was in, like, Washington, I think. It was just super amazing, and and now you're here, and life is good. But COVID is not, like, fucking with me in a negative way. I really, it's it's felt positive. Everything, everything for me has grown. Like, everything I was normally doing, I'm still doing, but just more of it. Without the worry of like all this other pressure and stress. It's like getting a sabbatical. It's like they gave me a writing sabbatical. It's like San Francisco and COVID and the United States gave me a writing residency in San Francisco. They're like, there, here's an apartment and here's a place to perform and do cool stuff and not Pop. have to worry about stuff. So Cool. Nice to be with you. Yeah. Yay. Sorry, I'm early. Uh, so we're still in some called <coughs>
shock, put your shock, fuck yourself, fuck yourself. You need to vibrate higher. Shiva slashing through your flat screen is nowhere for you to hide. Strangled by Anaconda, don't put the soundtrack of world genocide. My dogs tied off since Silver Spoons, vampire on the rise. Bucket shop with a couple bricks, but turning his own and only grind. Dead matter disposing from the mountains without peaks. Catch and release, release. time release, force capsules, swallow the way the savage beast. Yay, yay, and then yay. Latoya, the I sheriff of truth. Oh, I'm so happy that you, I'm so happy to hear your voice. How are you doing? Um, not good. I can't stay on very long. I was just on the phone with my mom. Oh, no. Um, uh, my uh, grandmother on my uh, father's side is dying. Oh. Um, so uh, that's why I didn't come on oh. immediately because I was talking to my mom. I'm so sorry. And uh, I don't know if I'll, I don't think I'll be able to go to the funeral. Well, the Kansas City. Are they, are they letting people fly? I mean, I, I, I... It's not a safe thing to do, and I don't even... She's still alive, but it doesn't look good. Oh. Um, so it's been kind of rough. I'm sorry. That's, that's I mean, and especially when you want to be near family and be able to support one another, and, and it's like, how do you... What, are you going to drive? <laughs> Yeah. Nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I guess that that's like an option, but no, it's, it's no, not it's an not. Option. No, I mean, it's no one can have funerals with more than like maybe no more than ten people. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you can't have gatherings like that. Wow. And especially, um, you know, I have uh, my cousins who just survived breast cancer, who's my age. You know, she's still not completely 100%. So I don't want to get her sick. And there's, you know, elderly people too. So it's not safe for me to travel. On top of the fact, I just got the email officially today about being laid off. Oh, no. On top of still not getting any unemployment. I know. I couldn't even. I tried to apply this week, and I there I didn't remember my PIN number, and, and they were like, we'll send you an email. And they said, if you don't respond within 48 hours, but they never sent an email. They're so backed up, they can't even, their bots can't even send emails to people. It's pretty dangerous. Yeah. I Like I said, I applied back in March. And it's just been uh, it's one thing after another with them. And, yeah, so it's just everything now is just bubbling up to the surface. Oh. And it's so hard when you're – you don't feel like you can do anything about it because you can't leave. I mean, the, the, the Internet is an amazing resource, but it really can't do everything. Like, we do – I don't think that the world can exist without – person-to-person contact in some contexts like we can't do it all virtually no I mean I I would like to be there you know but there's so many obstacles that are in the way and timing just really sucks the timing really sucks yes yeah and I mean if it's not my life it's something that's going on that affects me, you know, and the you know, in the news and like right. all the Debbie Downers. Are you still stuff. paying attention to the news? 
Oh yeah. Oh, see, you're you're doing. I mean, I'm just completely off. I'm off my rocker. I'm out of whack. I'm I'm living in a dream world, girl. I'm a butterfly floating around. I'm like, oh, I don't even, I don't even know what's going. on. I am blissfully keeping myself as ignorant as possible and just every cliche you can think of. My head is in the clouds. I'm wearing rose-colored sunglasses. All of it. I know I'm a dick. Uh, are, is it, I mean, you're personally okay. You're not sick. Your, your life is, you're no, feeling I'm good. No, I'm sick. I'm, you know, just get, getting more and more depressed. Right, emotionally. Anxiety yeah. is bad. Uh, anxiety is, can be really overwhelming. Like, it, it, I don't let myself indulge in that particular feeling because if I do, it, I will get really freaked out. I mean, I would... If I was to indulge in the feeling of, uh, there is so much anxiety that to really feel it, if I chose to do that, which I'm obviously not, I'm putting up a lot of boundaries against it. But if I did, I'd need a person with me to make help me feel safe because I would be, uh, it would be overwhelming for me. If I let yeah. the external anxiety affect me, I, 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 that's why I'm clouding it with butterflies and rainbows. Like <laughs> I will think about <laughs> anything. <laughs> Except snow cones and unicorns. Yeah, absolutely. Irish snow cones and and Gaelic unicorns. The whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I you're like but these. like you're well and healthy. It's just monetarily you're freaking out and emotionally things are starting to seem abnormally stressed. Yeah, I just you know the fact of you know I was reconnecting with that side of the family mm. on my father's side and it's just you know I she has cancer and. You know, she's had it for a moment, and she's too old to get chemotherapy now, and she's in hospice. Oh. And we were just reconnecting as I was calling her like once a week and checking up on her. And then I've just noticed now just her deteriorating and her barely being able to talk. Yeah. And, you know, my relatives telling me that, you know, she doesn't have much long longer mm. here on this earth. You know, it just it says a lot about life and death and the things that I, you know, not in, not being in control. Yeah. Well, the one I I would I, this is I'm think I've been thinking a little bit about death today, and I have been purposely because I've been downloading old morning trains. Remember, a long time he's he died, J D. Buell, but he was he had the stage four uh, cancer. And he was like, he always wanted to be a DJ. And so he came in here and then he's, and I've been downloading all his old podcasts and putting them on the night playlist. Every single one of them is fucking solid. And it's so great because he left this huge, he was here for like a year and a half. He made like a hundred podcasts. They're all still here. And, and it's great because I get to listen to him and I'm like, fuck man. And his super cool musical tastes. And it sucks that he died, but he really he prepared for it like he knew he was gonna go and he this was something he always wanted to do and he literally left this collection of his awesome musical tastes and the things that he liked it's like a huge mixtape that he left for everybody yeah that we can forever hear his voice yeah and you know I, I just and I'm really sorry that's such that's so hard it's and especially when 
you gotta be like, what kind of stories and what life did they live? And you want to spend the time and be like, talk to me. If you're but then they're so tired and they want to die. And do you really want to see someone die? Like, that's pretty hardcore. I don't know if I could handle that. I don't know. Have, have you ever been around someone when they actually, like, died? Uh, I recall when my aunt had cancer. This is, like, back in my first experience of death. It was, like, when I was five years old. And I remember um, vividly, like, seeing my Aunt Gloria, I, you know, she was suffering. But I knew she was dying. I wasn't there when she actually died. Right. But it just it it it, it felt like she wasn't there anymore. Ah. But yeah. um. No, I haven't got the liberty. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want that. It scares the crap out of me. That the whole. The whole concept and conversation is like it's that it's that part of that anxiety that I'm saying. Like if I if I actually let the anxiety of the fear of death permeate my aura, which is a stupid way to say it, but whatever, however I am in the world, if I let that affect me, I would just be I'd be in a ball all the time on the ground, just weeping. Like it's so. I mean the like the layers and act that I put on or to like stave away the feelings of fear from death and the anxiety of dying, really. Isn't that what all this COVID stuff is about? Are we all afraid of dying? Is that why we're all staying inside? Or and is Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to get my nails done. I mean, you already have like, you know, right now you already see that this country doesn't care about us. Mm. And, you know, the fact of the matter, you have, I mean, nothing, nothing has really changed. It's just getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, tenderloin. You know, oh. Reading these stories about, you know, my situation's different because it doesn't have anything with the virus, but the fact of the matter is, like, you hear these stories of people and their loved ones dying and they can't be with them or they can't celebrate their life or have any kind of going away, you know, like... Closure. You know, nothing. Yeah, closure. Yeah, closure. yeah. You know. I've been wondering and about the six-year-olds that are walking around with masks on and stuff, and they're just like, well, I'm six. I, this is the world now. This is the way it is. And, like, what kind of lasting effect this... If this is sort of the beginning of the end and we'll look back and be like, oh, remember when we, we thought we only had to wear masks inside? Oh, or I don't know what's going to happen. But like six-year-olds now are just like, this is the way the world is now. Oh, well. So. Well, you know, it's, it's also too, you know, I have like um, one of my, uh, one of my uh, friends' kids, she uh, was telling me that you know, her daughter's disappointed that she didn't, wasn't able to finish the school year. Yeah. And she missed school, you know. Yeah, I never thought you'd and heard I, that. You know, I, I didn't even think about putting it into a child or a, a teenager's perspective of, like, you know, all the people who, you know, who worked really hard can't walk the stage to graduate and transition into their next journey of life. Or, you know, now they're even talking about, like, you know, students 
possibly not being able to go to school physically and might have to be homeschooled Oof. because of this. You know, some people enjoy school because it's their getaway from home or it's their way to engage or they actually learn, you know? Right, yeah. Well, or, and or it's social too. The social component, yeah. like, that's huge for a lot of people. So, yeah. I mean, it's, and that's, isn't that everything? Like, being social with one another? Aren't we humans? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? I mean, I don't know. Can we, can we control nature? Is nature trying to kill us with a virus? <laughs> Should we just listen oh. to nature and be like, I mean, what if we didn't have all of these, like, fan-dangled, you know, futuristic things? What if we were still cave, I guess if we were still caveman, then we wouldn't actually have this problem. Sorry, answering my own question. Oh, uh, yeah, we would. Well, if we were cavemen, we would have never made this many of us because we'd still all be like, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know where to poop. Like, <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there were no, like, they weren't digging canals and trenches for poop. They'd be like, well, there's only 12 of us. Just go over there, buddy. Um, I'm going to, I'll let you go because I know you're, you're a busy woman and, and you have family things to attend to. Is there any news tidbit that everyone needs to know before you leave us? Because I haven't been paying attention um, to anything. Yes, um, please read up on Ahmad Albury. He was the black gentleman who was running and was chased by some fucking hillbillies in Georgia, and basically it was a modern-day lynching. <gasps> they, they shot him while he was what? running. On top of in Louisville, Kentucky, um, Brianna Taylor, who was an EMT, was sleeping in her boyfriend's apartment when the police, who had the wrong apartment, came through shooting, didn't announce. The boyfriend shot because he thought it was a home invasion. Oh ended up shooting, killing, um, the police ended up killing his girlfriend, shooting her 10 times. Uh, the EMT girlfriend? Yes. This isn't um, a new movie. This isn't a new Netflix story you're telling me about. This is like a real no, this ha- thing. This like happened in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. The police just open fired when they w- they went into the wrong apartment and they open fired. Yes. What is what the, is, what is going on? They had no body cam. Um, they came in like around 11 p.m. or midnight when people were asleep. Oh my they did God. not announce. Oh, and by the way. The person that they were looking for had already been caught. Oh, no. There's so much. There are so many things wrong. There's so much negligence on so many levels here. There's so many ways that two people could not have been killed. Wow. The boyfriend was charged with, um, well, the charges they dropped, but they tried to charge him with, um, um, he ended up shooting the cop because he didn't know it was police. So he's still alive. It's just the, the girlfriend that got killed. Just the innocent woman in the ho- in the house. And he was innocent yeah. too. But and he had a license to carry. Which oh is black God. people trying to, you, you know, we're trying to use our Second Amendment and they tried to charge him and they arrested him. Wow. But the charges were dropped because he was just trying to protect his home. Wow. And because he had, because his, his gun was licensed. That makes sense. Wow. You know, the Second Amendment is not, this shows how the Second Amendment is only for one demographic. Exactly. 
Well, and it's and here's the other thing. I was on a, the poetry reading earlier, and a, a woman read a poem about you can only care about COVID now, and it was a joke. It was a good poem, but she was saying like you can't care about the baby seals with cancer, but all of a sudden we don't care about Black Lives Matter anymore. All of a sudden we don't care about reparations or police brutality or just the shooting of uh, unarmed or well, he was armed, but the. Sh- the innocent shooting of people, like by the police. No, he he was he was armed because he had the right to be. Yeah, of course. Right, exactly. I'm just it's it's one of those things where we're all of the other issues that that existed before COVID still fucking exist, <laughs> and yeah. but we just don't seem to. We're like, well, like, care about COVID, don't and care about was, anything else. And the thing is, she was an EMT. She was working. She was one of the hands on deck helping people during the virus oh well that's the i mean people aren't supposed to be lessons people are people but if people can learn something from this like police brutality still exists and all of the laws we should still be holding them accountable for what they're doing and you won't believe some of like the ignorant comments and the things that i've read under both of these stories like you know well the guy had a gun no, he had a license. The police came in, him not knowing that it was the police. Yeah. You would think at 12 o'clock at 8 a.m., yeah. someone's trying to break in my house. Yeah. And, and they're supposed to, don't they go knock, 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 police, open up? They're supposed to say police. Yeah. This is. There's no, even the neighbors are saying that we did not hear them announce themselves. It's travesty. So, and then, and here's here's the kicker. Well, it's not a kicker, but this is no surprise. Of course, no one in that department's been fired or charged yet. Oh, no way. Negligence on so many levels, and no one's been fired yet. No, has anyone been suspended without pay? <laughs> oh no. No, that's insane. It's a classic. It's it's under investigation. Oh, it's going to be under investigation for a long ass time. Till everybody forgets about it because of COVID. Oh, we lost the paperwork and the other stuff and the no body camps. Didn't we? Didn't wasn't there a big move toward like? I mean, I thought we already dealt with police brutality. <laughs> Are we oh, back to this again? I know it, it never it, went it, away. It happens every day. Yeah. There's, there, you know, there's others that I have not mentioned in Indianapolis, which was on Facebook Live that happened last week. All three of these shootings. Well, actually, one, both of them, the one of Breonna Taylor, the one I was mentioning about the EMT, that happened in early April, and they were trying to sweep that under the rug. Oh. And then the Ahmaud Arbery, the jogger, the, the, the hillbilly that murdered him, one was an ex-cop who worked for the district attorney, and he was retired. And the department was... This happened, his murder happened in February. It took 78 days. They were trying to sweep that under the rug. Oh, man. And it wasn't until people on social media, it got national attention. And then they finally, after 78 days, finally arrested the father and son hillbilly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that story is really up. Like the district attorney told them not to arrest those guys. You know, their friends, 
there's like a but there's pictures of possibly um, the father being a member of the KKK. Not surprised. Yeah, that's um, that's an organization that still exists. Yeah, you just become a cop. You don't work too <laughs> anymore. You become a cop. <laughs> oh, and then you got these fucking uh, rednecks going crazy down in your old neck of the woods near San Diego. They call it Clantee. Santee. Oh, Santee, uh, Clantee. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. There have been stories about twice over. I believe it was last week. A man came in shopping uh, with a clan hood, and then uh, the same week, a couple came in with masks with swastikas and were escorted out. But they were trying to speak. You know, it's our First Amendment right to wear know, a swastika. A peaceful, peaceful protest in a grocery store. Dear Lord. I mean, it's clearly not peaceful because we still live in California where everyone's triggered. It's like, you can't wear a swastika. It's just tacky. Why you got to be so tacky in a safe way? <laughs> How are you going to have a peaceful protest with a hate symbol? And you're not supposed to pre peacefully protest inside of a safe way also. Maybe in the parking lot. But And also, if they flipped it around, I guess it used to be a Buddhist symbol, which is weird too. The swastika, the other direction yeah. is a Buddhist symbol. But we know... We oh, know. we know. We know what they're saying. We know. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that was that was uplifting. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, we'll 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 see what happens next week. Hopefully, you can call in. I'll see. If, hopefully, your family yeah, is miraculously. More, and I'll make sure I'm stoned. That way, I'm in. A in the zone. Mm. Well, I'm glad we got you in on some call me Tim. That's great, and I and I miss you terribly, and I, I miss will. Miss you too, and we talked about death. Yeah, we talked about death. Oh yeah, that's good. I feel so much. I'm in, yeah, perfect. That we end up we usually talk about that on some call me Tim too. Uh, you're the best, and um, feel well, and uh, it'll be sunshiny tomorrow. And go out and in that beautiful bikini and take some more selfies so I can <laughs> like them on Facebook because I like every single one of them. I'm like, girl, you thank get you. it. Cool. The joy of sheriff of truth. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Yay. That was her. Uh, so coming up next, we're going to have uh, Paolo's going to come in and do some stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll listen to a Death Grips, and we'll be right back here on Mutiny Radio.
and then I say hi. So then you talk Hello? through you talk through the microphone, and that's how they hear you, and ah. that's how that's how it works. And then everyone All right, can hear sounds you. good. Yay!
that was the death grips. Uh, this has been some call me Tim, and we did a lot of fun stuff today. <laughs> a lot of fun stuff today. And thanks for joining us here at Mutiny Radio. I'm gonna leave. I'm excited. The Wednesday wave is is new and beautiful, and <laughs> will be coming up very soon. So thanks again for listening to Mutiny Radio. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon.
the Howlin' Wolf, the original version of Backdoor Man and Smokestack Lightning. Both of those came from a two LP set, The Best of Chess Blues, and I'm very happy to provide you with some Howlin' Wolf today. Another situation that's been on my mind is Flint, Michigan, with its 99,000 population being declared by its, the Michigan state governor an impoverished area already, and it now has a drinking water crisis, and FEMA has been sent in since there was an emergency declaration. The corrosive water from the Flint River leached lead from the old pipes. They had switched their water from Detroit to Lake Flint while new pipes were being built to Lake Huron. So Flint, Michigan, in the news for the worst possible reason. And it touches me because when I was a 13-year-old boy, Flint, Michigan was the rock and roll capital of the world because that's where Grand Funk was from.
Grand Funk Railroad from Flint, Michigan, and their version of the Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter, which was a single in the uh, very early 70s. Grand Funk Railroad, once they broke up, three of the four members continued recording and performing under the name Flint for a short while. Well, we're going to move to some music now from far more recent releases, starting with New Order. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Radio.fm Saturday noon to 2 
For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Ben S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! $4.99. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. 
we interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yeah, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right, I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, let's watch full-length movies. Let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. Hello. And Hello. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's hello. Comedy Clubhouse hello, hello. every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious.